0: Is
1: that really something somebody wrote?
0: I wonder if you read the article, if you can
1: might write. might kill myself. <laughs> 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 for the week ending May 8th. Games. So, I'm playing a game called Viking. Actually, no, let's talk about Bayonetta first, because I've been playing some more of that. Um, I have a newfound appreciation for that game. Not that I didn't appreciate it to begin with, but, <clears throat> like I was telling you, I found the ice skate weapons, or the ice skates that she wears, and... Just the fact that those those weapons come with like a whole new set of animations that an average player may never even see mm-hmm. it's just amazing to me like if you push her forward slowly she does like the one legged uh, kind of glide move mm-hmm. where she sticks one leg out and if you spin the left stick and I didn't even know this I did it on accident because I was just making her move so frequently um, she goes into like a skater spin. And even when she's doing that, you can hammer on the kick button, and she'll like attack while she's doing that spin. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an additional mechanic with the ice skates where if you hit an enemy enough times, they they turn into like a big ice block, and you can throw them. Just the fact that there's that much work put into something that's that optional in the game that takes some work to get to. I mean, it's not it's not deeply hidden. But unless you really explore some of those levels and kind of backtrack and, and really look around in the different corners and everything, <laughs> uh, you're not going to find all the pieces of the, the angel record or the angel LP that you need to unlock that weapon. And just seeing that kind of that level of work put into a game makes me appreciate it all the more, even though I'm still pretty terrible at it. And uh, that's really all I wanted to say.
0: I mean, I'm I sure just think it's p- interesting that not a not a single review that I read of Bayonetta mentions that attention to detail. Yeah, they're all it's too, amazing. They're all too caught up on the fact that it's a Japanese game that's a little bit weird.
1: No, it's amazing. And, like, it, when she wears the ice skates and, you know, she doesn't walk with them on. She actually ice skates across the, the, the game world and leaves behind a trail of ice. And uh it actually kind of changes up the way you play a little bit because she moves a lot more fluidly. Well, I guess she, it's not that she doesn't, but... There's a different speed to her movement. No, oh, it is. She and, she skates around, buddy. and when you when you come to a stop, she doesn't come to an immediate stop. She kind of does like the skate stop, a little bit. She moves faster too, right? And she moves faster. And when she, you know, like if you have her, whatever is in her other hand, she puts it behind her back like a speed skater, right. and it sort of moves as she like moves her body and she's pumping her legs. And just that there's like just that there is a completely different set of animations for that weapon and that it has to work with any other combination of weapons it, and it's just amazing to me and it's amazing that no one ever mentioned it because there's you know, there's however many different combinations of weapons you can have on her feet in her hands or whatever and like marrying all that together to where, you know, some of these weapons have custom animations assigned to them and then just the depth of the fact that you know, in the practice mode, I um, I tend to screw around in the practice mode because I just like seeing how I can chain moves together. Mm-hmm. And they may not even be, like, effective in the in the course of playing the game, but they just look cool when she pulls off certain moves into other moves. Try and break and, the game. And, like, changes her form, and, you know, she goes into panther mode and, like, whips out of it, and she, you know, slashes with a sword, and then I immediately, like, take to the air and do a move in the air, and Turn to it, bat. An- it animates, you know properly even though I'm in the area it looks a little different it's just amazing yeah like to break to basically break the animation
0: you can't engine you can't and you know did you notice how uh, when you run as the is it a dog or a panther uh, panther because it's power of whatever it's called something of the panther Okay. so when you run as the panther the flowers that come up right behind you yeah all have skulls in oh, them. see, I didn't even notice that I it's was, either I saw the flowers but I wasn't really looking. Yeah, it's either that they are skulls uh in the center or that they when they wilt, yeah, in yeah. that quick like devolution like devolution into the wilt like, Right. they turn into a skull.
1: Just that just all the small details and I noticed this the first time but I didn't mention it until now but there's a moment in that game where she gives uh Ceresa one of her ribbons uh I guess herself you find out at the end of the game it's really her but she gives her one of her red ribbons to tie that uh, medallion around her, her neck. And then for the rest of the game, she's only got one ribbon in her hair, even in the cutscenes and when you're playing as her. Oh, really? Yeah, because she, she has two, and then she gives her the ribbon, and then for the rest of the game, she only has one in her hair, and it's consistent the rest of the game. Wow, I never noticed Just knew that either. weird... Uh, they didn't have to do it. because I probably get that cutscene. What's that? I said
0: I probably skipped the cutscene. You, you, you may have or skipped it. She gave it. the ribbon or Yeah,
1: you, you may have skipped it, but they keep that up for the rest of the game and even when you put her in different costumes she's in those costumes in the cutscenes. scenes mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not like a pre-rendered right. jump where she's in her normal and then she's in whatever you put her in just I don't just this
0: stupid amount of detail in the you game you have to wonder like I do how something so something that's so difficult to achieve like the animations mm-hmm. and the fluidity of them and the transitions right uh how does that go unnoticed? How is it fair that that goes unnoticed like in the industry? I guess that's why we have a podcast. But like seriously, when you read reviews and stuff, doesn't it anger you? How that well, sort I mean, of it, how it, those it, aspects of games get like get by unnoticed or uncredited or underappreciated?
1: Yeah, no, it bothers me because it it makes me think that because then
0: you think about what was this person looking at when they yeah, reviewed the game? Yeah, exactly, man. It's frustrating. I don't... I don't... I have to say, like, I can't associate myself uh, with anyone who's in the industry right now. Barely any. There are barely any journalists or anyone that's speaking for the fans mm-hmm. that I can associate myself with. Especially uh, what... what or that I want to associate with. What is weird with. to me is that when I was reading reviews of the game,
1: and this game got a lot of 9, nine and 10s and a couple 8s, you know, for the most part it reviewed very well. From what I've read, I mean, there could be maybe I just happened to read all of the amazing reviews for it and I missed all of the bad ones. But as far as I can tell, no one has ever said anything really bad about this game. They just make comments on things that I don't find important no, yeah. when describing the game to somebody. Not only that, but like from... it's so Japanese. It's like, okay, forget that part. Yeah. Like get that out of the way. That's re- not even remotely important to no. why this
0: game is good. It's not even that, or it is that, but. Beyond that, what's really annoying to me is that that sort of, from a reviewer's perspective, mm-hmm. from the people who think that reviews are still necessary and are in the business of writing reviews, right. you'd think you'd want to make your reviews different than others, but when you read reviews of games like this, uh, really they all touch on the same points. Right. You know, like from a reviewer's perspective, wouldn't you want to like, delve all, into these all areas? They like, drafts of the same review. Sure. Wouldn't you want to like delve into areas like this, so that at least your review is is, is somewhat uh, unique compared to the rest on the market? Basically, like I went through, I went to Metacritic and read a lot of Bayonetta reviews after we talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, they're all the exact same review, like you said, uh, different drafts of the same review. Yeah, they pick up on the same things. How is there so much uniformity in the opinions of all the people out there? I don't understand. I think what's it's like frightening.
1: It is, but then what's even weirder is that uh, a lot of the things that the game is given I'm going to say bonus marks for, but for instance the graphics, a lot of reviews either said that the game looks really good or didn't really mention it at all, which is to say if you don't if a reviewer doesn't mention something in the review either positively or negatively, you can just assume that it didn't have any effect on them. Uh-huh. They didn't notice it in any way that was particularly bad or good. Um... The game, graphically-wise, is is a little dated. Sure, it's yeah. Not, the geometry's not very complex. And the textures aren't super uh, the good. The textures aren't very good. There's a lot of pop-in. But, I mean, it's forgivable because there's so many well-crafted parts of the game that you can just look past all that. Yeah. But it's weird that, that people are like, oh, it looks really good. Well, it, it really doesn't. So what were you looking at when you played it? I mean, were you so taken with her overt sexuality that you assumed it looked good? Right. Or...
0: Like I don't what I don't know. It's just very strange to me because yeah, I'm not speaking bad to this game, but like there are parts where the game looks like a high res PS two game. Yeah, it doesn't look great, but
1: there's plenty of games that don't look great that are awesome. I mean even you when we were playing we played Darksiders and Bayonetta back to back, you made the, we both agreed that Darksiders looked better graphically. Oh yeah, like technically it's yeah. like a way more proficient game. So but who and cares? I just, we played both Bell- Witch. It's just weird. It well yeah, but it's just weird that <laughs> I don't know. It's going to go back to the whole East versus West kind of thing. It's like, are we so... are, are the, Is the mainstream games enthusiast press, are, are they so inundated with Western games that when a game comes along that's the least bit not American, that that's so novel to them that they can't help but just freak out over it? Like, it's so Japanese! It's amazing! And I can appreciate other cultures.
0: You know? I don't know. It's... It, it, I don't know. I told you makes you I, just make that noise and just kind of move on. <laughs> I told you what, it, what I thought it was last week. I said that I think that these people, because they're in the games press, have an ability to recognize this game as something they can't understand. And as such, oh, right. they feign an understanding of it mm-hmm. in their reviews so as not to be reprimanded by the dwindling, but still <laughs> present. Fan base that games like this appeals to, or appeal to. That's just the vibe I get, you know.
1: Sure. No, I could see it being uh, kind of a like a pitchfork situation, like where it's like these are the bands that are cool because we said they're cool, and everyone's like, yeah, I like that band because it's on pitchfork, and it's like, I like Bayonetta because you know, uh, you know, Michael Reparez gave it a ten or whatever because he said it was good, and I know that this game's supposed to be good. But I don't even, I can't even understand for the re, I can't articulate the reasons why it's good. I just know that I'm supposed to know that. So, but yeah, just, I mean, the more I play that game, I'm not, I'm still terrible at it. And I'm, like, I don't know what you want to call it, but stubbornly making my way through it on hard. And I basically resign myself to the faith that I'm not good at it and I'm just going to continually die a lot. But I keep making progress, so that must mean something. I must, I must be picking it up somehow. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean it's a fun game. Just, I mean, there's nothing unfun about it. It's just, so, it's particularly difficult for me. But unlike some reviewers, I won't fault the game because it's hard. Sure. <laughs> and I won't poorly articulate that it is hard and then say that it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we'll talk about later. So, uh, what else was this week?
0: I got a thousand out of a thousand on Bullet Witch.
1: Yeah, that's pretty impressive.
0: It's very impressive. I'm this on, is I'm for when I'm 80 years old, listening to these podcasts, to see what kind of person I was in 2010. <laughs> kind this of is, like sadistic things you put yourself through? This is just sort of a bookmark. I got 1,000 out of 1,000 on Bullet Witch today, or this weekend, so... Yeah. Future me. And you'll never play that game in any capacity again. No. Unless, like we joked earlier, uh, we figure a way to physically handicap, or handicap ourselves in the real world oh. to up the difficulty. <laughs> Wearing uh, sunglasses or an eye patch, I won't put it past me because how many times have I played EDF now? Oh man! Despite having one thousand, it's it, kind of sad. I have a thou—I have one thousand it, one thousand din
1: whatever. Yeah. And uh, there was something somebody mentioned it, or I saw something basically in my travels across the internet. The game came up, and uh, I ended up watching a video on YouTube because I was bored and small a small part of me was like i think i might go home and delete my save file and start over is that sick Just buy the
0: japanese one is that sick maybe, maybe that is that's the secret i've been but i need you need a japanese 360 hey man basically you're saying i'll pay 400 dollars to play edf again <laughs> again <laughs> traveling through the internet I don't what do you know if that's sick or if that just means that game's that good no that game's that good <laughs> that game's that good
1: maybe and it, it probably is because i it, i always think about you know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but when you're young and you don't have money, you know, you get attached to certain games and you play them to death because you don't have any other choice. Um, I think that's part of it, but I think there is part that there are games, there are a a lack of games developed these days that don't have that kind of charm and replayability to them. It's like a, oh, I played that game, I experienced that thing, and I'm done with it.
0: Ah, yes, my friend. Yes, I totally uh, agree with you.
1: So, what else did I play? Uh, Riding Fighters, a little more of that.
0: I actually liked that a lot, more than I thought. Uh, not that I don't like Raiden, yeah, I knew but you I didn't. I I knew particularly you didn't like, it. like I, The whole time you had it, I was like, there's no reason that he shouldn't have played this by now. It's because I, I I, knew that you didn't think you'd like it as much as you do. Because um, I never liked Raiden either. I never liked the series. I like Jet a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the scoring in it is kind of bizarre, but
1: I get it. And it's something that I kind of want to get good at. The Fighter series are just more modern. You know? Because I did the yeah, because I did the um, I did the one achievement for getting uh, the ten million points on a run yeah, and I kind of figured out how to how to do it. So it seems like I, I want to try at least for the fifty one, the hundred. As far as I know, requires like a, pretty much a near perfect right. uh, one credit run.
0: So that, I won't be getting that, that probably will not be happening anytime yeah.
1: soon. Uh, but I really like that game a lot. I like I like. Jet the most because it has the most interesting levels I think, and it has a really weird like setup. Like it can fit the way it, it doesn't—it ha- has levels, but they're not like not like stage one, stage two. They're like really weird numbers, like stage five.
0: Right, 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 right. And it's just—I
1: don't know. There's and I like the look of it better the most. It's the, just the really the graphical a, it's pretty
0: Abstract. Yeah, the plot, the quote-unquote plot of the game is weird. Oh yeah, that as well is is pretty freaking weird. This but, explosion uh, you're about to create is gonna kill you.
1: So, uh, played some more of that, got the achievements on that. Some some of them, they're pretty easy, but uh, I don't know, I'm having a good time with that game. And I have Heavy Rain, but I'm not going to talk about it until I'm done with it, because I don't think I'll have anything really of importance to say until I can comment on the whole experience. Um, the only thing I would say about it right now is it's not a game. It's a cutscene you're directing, essentially. And it is... Basically, like a really long episode of Law and Order, in terms of totally, that's exactly what I think. How the characters like. are and what the plot is thus far, and you know, and it's about that interesting. I mean, I kind of I like Law and Order. I like that series, um, but it has about that level of interest of like a particularly interesting episode of a TV show you don't watch very often, um, and it has terrible voice acting for the most part.
0: So bad, I can't get over it. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad
1: if the if the voices were so either if they didn't keep changing. Yeah. Like like the like the actor couldn't get a grasp on the accent they wanted to do. Hey, what you want from me? Right. So it's like I, it's hard to identify with these characters when their voices are not distinct enough for me to tell them apart by their voices.
0: I'm from the Boston.
1: Right. Yeah. FBI <laughs> agent Nam and Jaden. It's terrible. So I'll talk about that next week because uh, I'll probably be done with that. Um, and I'm playing it. My girlfriend's watching it because she was interested to see what, what the big deal with that game was. Uh, so that would bring me to Viking, which is a great fucking game. It's And I'm not saying that with any sarcasm or hyperbole at all. That is a great fucking game. Yeah. I've I've not played a game in some time that combined so many pieces from so many other games and did them well. And it boggles... Like Going back to how can things like the animation in Bayonetta get missed? How did this game get missed? Other than it was probably written off as a cheap uh, you know, knockoff of, of action-adventure. Which I guess you could say it is. But there's just so many moments in this game that remind me of games that have come since. And I said last week, I looked it up. Uh, the game came out in spring of 2008, so it's about two years old. So you figure between Viking and now, we've had Batman, we've had... <laughs> what? That's such a ridiculous way to measure time. Viking and now? <laughs> between the arrival of Viking and now? What
0: are we as humans doing? <laughs> we Bizarre corner of reality. We, we've, of had we've had Batman. We've had God tool.
1: of War. We've had Darksiders. We've had Bayonetta. We've had uh, Dante's... <laughs> I'm trying to think of other landmark games like that. Uh, action games. Um, not a lot has come into me, though.
0: You said God of War?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, really, that's it. But Viking is none of those... I mean, in terms of... Uh, I wouldn't even liken it to them. No, but I
1: mean, that's the genre it would get put in is the is third-person action-adventure. I guess, right? Um, it
0: reminds me of, like, whatever kind of game. It's not, it's not like this game. But it reminds me of the genre whatever kind of game... Like, Soul Reaver was. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Which, I don't know what that is now.
1: I don't know what you call it either, because it's that's... Like, I mean, I kept I compared Darksiders to Soul Reaver a lot, yeah. and I didn't know what the hell to call it.
0: But Yeah. it. it I think what
1: it is, is that a lot of people, to, to go off a... Not off topic, but to go off a little bit, um, you know, a lot of people said Darksiders is essentially... The dark HD Zelda game that Nintendo is never going to make. Yeah. And it unabashedly takes a lot of concepts from Zelda. Um, but what you have to, I think what people don't really realize, and someone put it together on a podcast here in the last week or so, or at least one I listened to, uh, was that nobody makes games like Zelda except Nintendo. Right. They're just, it's like a genre unto itself. There's just no game that's quite it's like Zelda.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, honestly, much in the same way Mario has become
1: its own genre.
0: Yeah, like what was the last platformer you played besides Mario Galaxy? That's arguably not even a platformer anymore. Yeah,
1: I couldn't tell you. Um, Sp- Explosion Man. But that's.
0: Yeah, 3D platformer, right, basically. Oh, yeah, no.
1: I, I haven't played one of those in a long time. It's kind of like
0: da- no one else even attempts it.
1: Right. Which is, you know. And I think no one else. I think that's why. Understandable, um, I guess. I think that's kind of why Darksiders had was kind of a weird title because no one else has ever really tried to do a Zelda game. And I think a lot yeah. of the 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 backlash was like how dare you do a Zelda game that isn't Zelda. Right. But I think a lot of people came around to be like, oh, like it's probably the game I wanted. It just isn't Link. It's some character." Um right. So yeah, but I mean if I had to make a comparison, I would say that Viking is most like a Dark Sider's or um or Batman even. That's right. Or <laughs> God, You could just keep going. Yeah. Well why do you say Metroid?
0: Um, compared to which game? Viking. Oh, what Vikings like? No, I was just yeah. comparing Batman to Metroid saying that oh, yeah. you could basically keep going. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean?
1: But there's moments in uh for those of you for anybody listening who doesn't know what Viking is, it's relatively straightforward. You play as a Viking in wherever Vikings
0: live, Scandinavia. islands. Yeah, islands. Green rocky islands in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. That's pretty much all I know about.
1: And you're assisted by the goddess Freya. Great. To rid the world of uh, Hel, who's another goddess who's evil. And uh, she's basically trying to populate the world with these Lord of the Rings knockoffs, orc, viking types. Yeah. Uh, And it's basically go here, uh, kill all the men here, liberate these vikings to boost your army, and by the end of uh, each island you fight in a large battle. That you uh you utilize your men in. It's it kinda turns into doesn't turn into ninety nine nights,
0: but it looks like that. It for these these big battles. Yeah. And, no, it does look a lot like ninety nine nights, but a lot better. Oh but, yeah, I mean, th- the, it looks like what you're doing is what you did in ninety nine nights, but it's not.
1: Oh right, yeah, no. It has that medias. appearance of just a lot of pe- a lot of characters on screen at once. Uh, and to their credit, the crowds the way those men behave in the battles pretty realistic the way they sort of charge as groups yeah and then if there's a a larger enemy they'll kind of circle him and you'll have like these pockets of combat yeah it's really good it's brilliant i I really like the way the, the way the crowd ai works works out in that game is really excellent
0: the battlefield is like nowhere near as complex as like a really totally dynamic battlefield like in a game like battlefield you know what i mean but it's really scripted well Oh yeah, no, it's, know, basi- like it's, it's basically it's set to look nice. Army
1: on the hill, army in the city, you know, Lord of the Rings, we clash in the middle, you know, everybody runs at each other and clash in the middle. right. But when you're in the middle of that, it's interesting because, to me, it's interesting because it's not like it's not like you're the, the lone how do I phrase this? You're not the superstar. You're no, just yeah. one more uh, soldier in the battle. Right. you just are better because there's a player behind you, you yeah know, the computer's just hacking away but you can you can make decisions and and run around and flank things and do whatever but the way they sort of make you feel like just another part of the battle right i like that a lot
0: yeah like the distinction like you'll come around
1: corners and see a fight happening like down a flight of stairs in a totally different area of the city yeah and you'll see your men fighting the other the enemy forces and you're like you don't even have to go over there. Right. You don't have to facilitate like their their victory. You just have to do whatever you want to do. I really like that. A lot of games don't do that. It's always like, no, the spotlight's on you, and your allies are useless, and they'll never survive without your direct intervention Right. kind of thing.
0: When it, t- when it gets to that Battlefield-ish portion of the game, mm-hmm. or those portions of the game, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot more... Um, I guess a distinction needs to be made that it's more cinematic than most games go. In that, like, you said your AI isn't useless and it will fight. Right. And do its job. Right. And I think its job is just to look good. I think its job is just to look realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it damaged or if your AI partners happen to damage the guys in the course of looking (laughs) cinematic. Yeah. All the better. Then all the better. But they're not totally useless. I think they're just there to make you feel... Like you're in the middle of a fucking war.
1: Right. And uh, they, they actually get effective when you use your magic powers, or like your fire sword or your ice power or whatever. They actually can do some damage. Right, and but, then the
0: game turns into like Pikmin. Yeah. Then it which gets is really another weird. really interesting design decision.
1: Then it gets really weird. Um, but up until that point, you're basically playing a game that plays a lot like Batman, and it's well before Batman came out. Oh yeah, especially the the when the you're t- when you're running around by <laughs> yourself and kind of doing freeing the Vikings and doing all the stuff like that, and the way that he'll essentially warp from one enemy to another if you hold the stick in that direction, yeah, and he'll leap directly from one enemy to the next and just keep hacking. And there's combos and there's moves that you unlock and there's fatality moves that only activate after you hit an enemy so many times and there's sneak attack kills.
0: A lot like Batman.
1: A yeah, lot, you're right. A lot like Batman. And every animation, not every, but when it does, and it doesn't look shitty. But like most animations will flow into other animations. Right. Like if you if you hit an enemy, you know one one time, two times, and then the the little fatality thing comes up, and you hit it. Depending on how Scarin, who's the character, is positioned, depends on the animation that occurs. Yeah. So like if he if he swings with his right and he swings with his left, and then the fatality comes up. The fatality animation involves with him like swinging with his right again and he does like a little spin chop. Whereas if you kind of come at the enemy head on from a distance, he'll do something else like he sticks a sword in their gut and he hits him with the axe. Like it's just the programming behind which animation activates is better than a game no one has ever heard of deserves. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a real shame that Batman having come out game despite the fact it's older like we're doing it'll just get compared
0: to stuff like that like yeah. oh no, it's this funny is just like, like Batman we dissect games pretty thoroughly yeah and find even find a good and even games like Bullet Witch yeah which I mean I'm not going to recommend Bullet Witch to everyone <laughs> no obviously no. it's a terrible game but um, yeah objectively it's not a very good exactly. game exactly <laughs> but um, this is one of those cases that is pretty rare where a genuinely really good game Goes by unnoticed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not dependent on me having an eccentric taste in video games or being really masochistic. No, it's, I would I would
1: recommend this game to anybody who enjoys any of the titles we mentioned.
0: Yeah, in fact, I would recommend this game to most average gamers. Yeah, who you would think reviews are um, written to appeal to or written for. Right. You know, I would I would recommend this to people as like a weekend rent. And no one that I've recommended this game to has come back to me saying I didn't really dig it or it wasn't really for me. You know, just the opposite. They no, said. If it,
1: all my comments to you have been, I can't believe how good this game is. Exactly. And it's usually in the context of, I can't believe how good this game is and I've never heard of it. Or it's never... Like, I've never seen it get any kind of attention. Or anything like that. It's just, it's so bizarre to me. Um, but, I mean, there is so... Like, we're talking about details in games. And there's so much stupid detail in this game. It's just, like, it doesn't even need... The game would be good even if it didn't have these elements in it. Like what? Well... I mean, continuing with the animation thing, I tend to pick up a lot on character animation, like little things that they tend to do. Yeah. So there's this thing. There's these uh, when you're in the game world and you you're you're going around. It's an open world thing. If we didn't if it wasn't clear yet, um, you'll come across those like uh, skull, tout little skull poles or whatever, where they have like Vikings tied up to it. Right. And you just go up and you hit you mash the B button to untie them. Right. He what happens is is he gets down and he undoes the rope. And the one interesting thing is the rope actually goes slack and falls to the ground. So it's like the rope is not just a, huh. uh, a modeled part of that stake. Yeah. It's actually a separate model that animates once he's done the untied right, animation. Right, right. So that's interesting to me. One, that's a little detail that doesn't have to be in there. You're yeah, right. Two, what he does is, he if you notice, when he gets up and the men get up, he hits the, the wooden pole with his hand and it knocks this little helmet yeah I did notice that it, there's like, like a little skull helmet and he knocks it and the helmet like will reposition itself yeah. and it's almost like he's hitting it to signify anybody who's come this way right. I freed these men exactly you know?
0: I and did like, notice that My, I, mean, I totally forgot about that aspect of the game until so you said that that was really cool when I saw it I was like why would they include this in the right, game but it's a realistic thing where he's like I've already saved these people don't worry right. it's
1: like a signal yeah, Just that's like little, really little cool little details like that that's are like, fucking cool, dude. crazy,
0: I totally forgot about that aspect, but you're right, and the fact that the
1: towns are realistically populated, there yeah. are crowds there is behavior when you go to the to to the cities uh or to the little encampments or whatever there's <laughs> like a mess hall, and there's actually people eating and people getting yeah. food and going to the table and there's an innkeep and there's a uh what do you call it the rune master guy, and there's like you know, people walk up and presumably are are purchasing goods. You don't actually see them animate, but just the fact that that behavior is built in to like simulate a real sort of Viking encampment of people <laughs> eating, and then they go to their their post, and you see guards change. And it's
0: no, it's like when we remember when we were playing it last week, we talked to the general or whoever he was. Oh, right, he's basically like an NPC who you talk to for nothing.
1: He, activ- he activates a quest that you don't even go back to him to complete.
0: Right. So you, once you talk to him to activate that quest, you never have to return. Right. But we did, um, and we talked to him. And how many, t- how many different things did he say? It's like
1: six or seven until he finally said something again.
0: Yeah, six or seven dialogue lines that weren't necessarily like one-off. How are you, they were. Yeah, they
1: weren't even variations of like, how are you doing? How are you? Good day to you. It no. was like, here's a piece of advice. Here's another piece of advice. Here's Here's something about your father. Here's something about
0: the story that you never would have picked up on, and it's nowhere else in the game. And there's characters like this littered about the game everywhere that you don't even have to. I've done it since.
1: Any kind of quest giver has. Some of them have less because obviously they're just not important. But almost every person (laughs) that I've done that with has at least three or four different things that they go through that are not that are like unique, that are even not even related. It's like things around the farm here have been great, thanks to you. And then he says something okay. completely different. Of like, let me know when we go fight the Legion, Scar, and I'll be there by your side. <laughs> you know? Great. Like, cheesy things, but right, right. the fact, again, it's like the effort. The fact that this team uh, created Assembly, and I, I texted you, but I don't know if you saw it. They were you know. they responsible for the Total War, like Shogun Total War, oh, I did get and that, yeah. um,
0: Total War. And that's pretty much it, huh?
1: Um, they did that Stormrise game, too, that now I kind of want to check out. I don't know. I remember it was a game called Stormrise, and it had, like, a weird comic book-looking cover with, like... For who? For what? Uh, 360 and PC, I think.
0: For 360?
1: Pretty sure. Might just be PC only, but... If it's not
0: RTS, I'll play it.
1: If I show you the cover, you'll probably go, oh, that game.
0: I don't think it's for 360,
1: because I've never come across it. It might not be. I could have sworn that it was. But anyway, Creative Assembly, that's... Mostly the total war, and I think now I don't think they exist anymore. They got absorbed into something else. Unemployment. But they also did. <laughs> <laughs> they also did that um uh Spartan total war yeah. game that got a lot of high marks. I never played, but now I'm kind of interested to see what else they've done.
0: Oh yeah, not or the, R- the RTS they-
1: games. No way. Because I no, just, I don't I care I, about that either. either.
0: But I'm interested in seeing, what because they obviously can make a competent third-person game, action game. Um, that, by the way, looks great. Like yeah. visually, it looks very good. No, it's a really unique game, and it's a really weird game. It's just such a fucking jewel that's well, hidden. When you it's say so some, well,
1: it's like when you say something. Uh, well, it's a a game you've never heard of. Uh, yeah, Stormrise, PS3, 360, and uh, PC. Wow, it's it is a real-time strategy game though. So. Never mind. Never mind. Um, when you say... the Like, we talk about that tier of gaming. Yeah. Viking. I don't, I don't want to put Bullet Witch in there, but I'm putting Bullet Witch in there because not so much as a mark of quality, but a mark of recognition and the, the, the acclaim and the attention those games get.
0: Right. seven ninety nine GameStop.
1: Exactly. Yeah. $60 today, $30 tomorrow. Right. games. <laughs> uh, Bullet Witch, EDF, Viking. I don't know. I could... I could I don't know. If there's other games you could go on and, and talk about like that, but the um, club. When you when you think about games of that level, you think of like, oh, the graphic engine's probably shitty. There's or it's it looks really good up close, but there's terrible pop in or texture fade and stuff like this. None of that. There's no weird pop in. The textures look good no. all the time. You it's know, a very
0: complete game.
1: Mass Effect has worse graphical hitches than this game does.
0: The only thing that this game lacks... Not that what, they're related, but... What do you think that this that Viking lacks? There's one aspect of the game that I think could be better, and I think actually, because it's such a... Well, I'm giving it away here, but... I think that because it's such like a visual aspect of the game, that it's really like prominent, and I think it gave a lot of reviewers the wrong uh, opinion right off the bat. It's just like, to me, the menu system I don't like it's it's in the same design that I don't like like the inventory management stuff or everything like the pause screen oh just the actual appearance of the way it looks and like even the uh, this sounds like a really nitpicky thing but I notice it um the quick time events I just don't like the way that bothers me because the the button
1: icons are, like, glossy and rounded with aerial font. And right. It's like, why aren't they, like, Viking, like, the medieval font with, color, you know, something like... Or why like, don't
0: they look like the actual controller? It's like they look like a version of the 360 controller that doesn't exist. Let
1: me see. Here, we pick this up real quick. Yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Like, there's yeah, a disparity
0: yeah, yeah. between what the game is showing you and then what you're pressing. It just seems... It, it sounds weird, but it no, seems it, like... No, I
1: picked up on it as well. And to note really quickly, QuickTime events... Uh, like I was saying to you, a lot of this talk about God of War Three was like, "Oh, they've redone the qu- th- not redone, but they've uh, adjusted the way the the button prompts on the screen show up in God of War Three. This time, they're now like mapped to the the edge of the screen that they are on the controller. So, triangle is yeah. top, X is the bottom, square is left, and circle is right. So you don't even have to be looking at the button; you just have to know if it lights up on the right, that's circle. Only your periphery, yeah. Well, Viking does that already, and did it in two thousand eight. You know, when they went a few times, it doesn't. But during the quick time events, they appear in the correct area of the screen as they are on the controller face. Mm-hmm. And I just right. find it, I find it interesting that something like that got attention in God of War three,
0: and like, oh man, how genius is that? that They right, did that. And right. Like, yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing. But in Viking, it's really subtle. Right. To its credit, I never even noticed it until you pointed it out to me, and I played through the entire game.
1: Right, and the point is you don't even have to because the buttons aren't at the edges of the screen. Right, right. They're
0: right in the middle where you're looking,
1: and despite the fact that they don't look stylized to the aesthetic of the game, like a medieval look, they don't get in the way, I find. Like, I don't find them intrusive at all. Um, other than they just don't look
0: appropriate. I do a little. But I don't know why. I don't know why. But I
1: mean, like, they don't... You're like, oh man, that fucking a icon wasn't there i would enjoy this a lot more right it's more just like oh it looks dumb because it doesn't look like it belongs in the game right I, ju- I just it's just weird and it's obvious that a lot of people have not played this game because at least one person would be like actually in viking right they did that or you know someone would right. have said it but nobody
0: no it's it's to me the design problem that i have is is more of a case of like bullet witch um, I'm looking at the pause screen right now, and there's so many arbitrary design elements oh, thrown right, yeah. in there that it doesn't even make any sense. Period. It just right. does not make any sense. <laughs> right. Um, Bullet Witch itself is such a flawed beast, though. I don't really care. Whereas, like, Viking <laughs> is such a polished product. It's like if you played Met- through. It's like if you had played through Metroid Prime, and there was some really, really insignificant aspect of it designed poorly. How glaring that oh, is. Oh, how, how much? How, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just Viking is such a real, such a good product, and like so so well designed that that stupid button every time I see it even when I gave it to you and you first started playing it was like one of the first things that happened I was like Ugh, ugly fucking buttons man. Can <laughs> it really take that Yeah long I guess I, Yeah, the menus I guess are kind of
1: just I, I barely look at it other than to look at the map it's like I don't even look at my, uh, my inventory or my move list or uh, what's the other one the messages where it's like you can look at things yeah, people yeah. have said to you in case you missed something. I don't even look at those things. But I understand that when everything else is so good and it's like you go into this menu that's really clunky and for the most part gives you no useful information whatsoever.
0: The menus are of a design like Darksiders, which is of a design like Zelda, which I don't like. It's yeah. just like there is no design behind this menu system. It's just like a bunch of icons in your face. And right. It's the like, icons that you, you got. You know. Yeah. You're gonna need these here. So yeah, yeah, there yeah. they are.
1: Right, yeah, it's like, oh you have a hook shot. It's right so there. So when you go to the inventory, it's like hookshot icon. Like, just, yeah, there's no menus. I, I already know I have that. There's it, no
0: design. There's no, like, logical tree um, to, like, go deeper into the menus. It, it's right. basically just, like, navigating. It is like someone threw everything out to the TV screen <laughs> yeah. and was, like, press right a thousand times to get to the hookshot. Yeah. Or it's to remind to... you.
1: It's like, hey, you have this item that you probably oh, already true. know. Right. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. The, the inventory system is not deep enough to to even facilitate you having to review what's in the inventory, right? Because it's like, hey, hey, you have mead, and the mead is a quest item. And it's like, well, I don't have to remind myself that I have it. No. I can't use it. I can't drink upgrades, it. I
0: can't drop it. Right? There's no exactly. It's, it's, yeah. And the upgrades, like when you upgrade your weapons or, or when you upgrade, uh, there's no way to. There's no need to reference that upgrade because every time you go to purchase the next upgrade, that in itself is the reference of what level you're it at right now. It shows what it is, right. So in other words, So the only time
1: you're concerned with what it is is when you're buying it, it. And when you're and, buying yeah.
0: it, it tells you what you're at right yeah. now. So it's kind of weird like that. Yeah. It's like an arbitrary It seems like one of those things system. where they
1: may have even not even had it at first and they're like some some, was some
0: person was like every every game has that. You have to we got to have something. I can see that, especially considering how it's like really minimalist designed and not yeah. very and then there's a story to the game it's
1: good enough who cares you're a viking you died you came back you were resurrected by freya to save the island these islands great. I don't know how you get
0: from one island I to like, the next I don't know
1: she sends you it's like a portal oh great whatever you know you <laughs> go to those stones and it's like I'm sending you to this island now free that one like, great alright scar never talks as far as I can remember
0: it's getting interesting um Cinemas.
1: Oh, the little like stylized yeah. orange, flashy looking things. I like yeah. those. I like the. Um... Oh right, yeah, it does. It was a particularly long one. It was almost like that. You're pretty good. It was almost like that Dante's Inferno kind of uh, heavy metal style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I really like the. I like the character design in it. They're just generic enough to be to to have that that Lord of the Rings like mass look you know but they're kind of varied like some guys have uh different weapons or the model like they're not all the same stock guy there yeah. is some variation <clears throat> but they're they look I'm not a historian on Scandinavian anything or Vikings they look like Vikings um the enemies look like Lord of the Rings knockoffs which is fine they look good they look menacing yeah like
0: it feeds on that aesthetic but it's that, not generic
1: yeah see they're they're just generic I don't know they're just generic enough to where you don't you basically associate with them on a base level but it's not to the point where it's it makes it 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 it's so glaring it takes you out and you're like right that's just the same like like we were saying in the crowd when they animate they don't all animate the same like they're right. not, they're not in the same stock like you know head bobbing arm swinging motion um and I really like the design of the what's his name Dracon, Dr- the big guy with like the skull mask that you fight like three times apparently in the game. Oh, you don't remember him? Was this character? You don't remember him? No. He's like this big hulking guy with big spikes on his armor, and he has like a skull mask with like a f- handprint on it or something. You Remember him?
0: Is he just one of the guys that you fight in the battle?
1: You fight him at the end of each island. Like when you go to the massive city and you fight through the city, hey, and it's fought,
0: like, have you beaten the second island already? Not yet. I mean, every not be every there. battle you fight more of him.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, like great. the final
0: battle, I think there's like four of him on the battlefield.
1: Oh great. Yeah.
0: Oh no, that's the
1: champion. I know you're talking about. Oh is it? Anyway, yeah, there's like a, he's like the right hand man of the the villain, hell, whatever. I wish I could It's remember. been a while since you played yeah, it, so obviously. I do remember. But I really like his character design. It almost looks like a Todd McFarlane design because he's like, he's huge and he has like this really, not scary, but it'd be scary if I were six. Uh, <laughs> skull Mask. I just like the way it looks. It's one of those things like a game of this tier shouldn't have something that's good in it. Yeah. And the fact that this game is this good and has gone unrecognized by largely everyone hey, everyone, is a real shame. And the reviews on it aren't great. There's a couple high ones in there, but they're from like you know sites no one's heard of. I can't speak. or play
0: magazine, but play magazine gives everything a 10. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. I can't speak to the industry anymore. You know, like I yeah, I'm not responsible for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. At all.
1: It's yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's sad because it's uh. Well, I don't know. I I, I get, I'm getting away from it, but I used to be kind of pissed off about it because I was like, these are the people who represent this hobby in this industry. Yeah. And. In order me in order for me to feel validated as a human being, I need people to perceive that the things that I do as being worth my time worth my time or worth time. Mm -hmm. Worth the effort expended into them. And when the examples of of the industry are people like Arthur Gies, are people like Chris Remo. Are people like (laughs) I'm gonna start Ryan Davis, (laughs) David Ellis. I'm gonna go down the list. I'm just I'm sick of these people. Yeah. Just not Fucking getting it or what? I don't know what the problem is. Well, I mean, perpetuating a stereotype that yeah, exactly. I don't want to have any go. part of.
0: For sure. Another thing about that, yeah, is that uh, do you know of another industry that's so unnecessary. What do you mean? Is there any industry other than the video games media industry that is less necessary than it?
1: I would only say like any any other entertainment, maybe. Like what? What do you mean? You mean un- un- unnecessary? As in, if it didn't exist, how different would the world be?
0: How different would that medium be? No. Basically. or oh, you mean like the what p- is its purpose? Are you talking about press?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh. I'm talking about video game mm-hmm. websites in general. Giant Bomb
0: mm-hmm. doesn't count because they are doing. Basically, what everyone should be doing—they're doing something interesting there.
1: Talk Raiders trying, or Talk, Talk Raider, Raider. Games Radar? No, Games Raider is
0: trying. That's it's true. trying.
1: You noticed that they're making it more about personality. If you then. noticed, uh, Giant Bomb started uh, their Thursday night Throwdowns. Yeah. Talk Raiders, even in their podcast, their newest one, they mentioned that they're thinking about making a Friday UStream event like a regular thing. So, like that—that that idea is catching on. I think. My um, point
0: is that the uh, industry doesn't need itself because, like, what? okay first of all I would say real quick I would say maybe sorry Mark maybe sports
1: only because the commentary on sports has no effect on the performance of the players but I understand that there's a lot of rich history to sport and there's ways to view sports and talk about the intricacies of how to play a sport and what if what has happened previously in the sport those are important things I guess Yeah. but in terms of it's effect on the subject it's about very little
0: But really, what you just said is where I was going, interestingly enough, that games coverage should be more like sports coverage. Because as it is right now, the entire industry, seriously, only exists out of some fucking deal that they shook hands with the devil I don't know how many years ago and said, hey, keep our industry alive by supplying us with promotional material Mm -hmm. that we will dole out Sporadically, yeah. Enough to you know, like a drip, right? Of promotional material, enough to sustain us, right? And keep all these people in, in jobs, right? But
1: like, I guess Sports Center doesn't make people like basketball. No, basketball makes people like basketball. Sure. It's just if you want to hear people talk about it, watch Sports Center, or watch you know whatever Exactly. horn. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, I just, I just see these personalities. Uh, That are a product of this industry, as something extraneous of something that is extraneous, (laughs) you know, and therefore they are, yeah, less than necessary, less than unnecessary. It's
1: like video games, in the grand scheme of everything, are frivolity, right? They are a frivolous pursuit, and it's like interesting. The games enthusiast press—it's no journalism uh are a frivolous like addendum to an already frivolous thing. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part,
0: yeah. For the part. For yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you think somebody like I don't want to get too off on this topic again, but so something like a giant bomb where it's we're only going to cover the shit we want to talk about and occasionally we'll cover something terrible cuz it's funny.
0: Yeah, like why does
1: because like they did a quick look of Iron Man Two, and it was basically like, I don't like this game. Exactly, I don't exactly. want to play anymore.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> you know, it's basically like that. It's just like why would I would not go to Giant Bomb to read a review about Sin and Punishment? Because I don't think that any of them are capable enough to tell me if that game's good or not. Like right. they've 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 shown me how they play games through their quick looks. <laughs> like the site is totally transparent. It's like a hundred percent transparency is obviously the way to go in the future of everything. But in game sites, in particular, what we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. why. I know how they play games. None of them are very good. Right. It's just because they don't have that much time. Or whatever. They're just not as good at games as I would like to be. Yeah. Or consider myself. Um, they don't like that kind of games. They're not particularly versed in that type of game. So I know not to go to that site for that type of game review. Or to see what they think about it. Right. It's just logical. Right. You know? Create outlets that speak to certain people. Don't try and create mega sites that cover everything. In the process, you lose any sense of legitimacy. Because no one's telling the truth about anything. <laughs> Everyone's just fucking lying about everything, or they don't know how to write. Yeah,
1: it's disappointing. I, know, I I I know they do it because it's an it's a necessary evil with the way the structure of the industry is. But um, and actually, I haven't seen it for a while. But it's it's disappointing when I see a site like Giant Bomb have a reskin for like I don't know Darksiders or Odst or whatever. You know where they drown themselves in the in in this in essentially being. Another advertising arm of Game of the Week. You know, someone's
0: got to make. I guess they have to make money, though.
1: Yeah. No, i was just saying it's a necessary evil. Unfortunately, with the way the system is set up, that's no way they're going to get any money. Is but it, they do it with
0: only with games they like.
1: Eh, kudos to them for that. So that's what I've been playing is Viking, which I could probably talk about a lot more. And I probably will next week once I've uh, maybe beat it, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. It's a, it's a stupidly I don't want to say rich. Just long experience. And the game got, got actually knocked on a lot of reviews for being repetitive. I don't find it that repetitive. It is repetitive, yeah, but I don't... Right. F- I was going to say, it is
0: repetitive. I, but I don't
1: find it irritatingly repetitive. Right, it's not, to me it's not irritating either. Because it's just the... If you're doing the same thing... if If you're doing something repetitive and nothing about it changes, that's one thing. If you're doing something repetitive and at least something about it changes, either... In the case of Viking, it's like the environment changes. Where you're doing right. it changes. Either you're on a... Pff- you're amassing
0: more troops. You're either
1: on a mountain, or you're in like a valley, or you're next to like a river, or you're ascending a tower, or
0: you're assaulting a lumber mill, or... You're working towards a goal. Of, not the largest goal, but a larger goal always. Yeah. Whether it be amassing the, troops... The only thing I would a-
1: change about that game is... I would, I'd want to have a sequel with just... Um, Maybe a little bit more to the inventory of maybe having different weapons or some armor or just like a, if there was a loot system to that game.
0: Yeah, man. That's man. <laughs> could you imagine that? No. I can, no, but it would be no. I
1: can, but it would be too good of imagine a game a, to exist. Imagine a um Like a two human level of loot, like just shit and tons of shit. I was gonna shit. say
0: that or I was gonna say like something even larger than two humans something like Borderlands where it's like procedural. Oh, man. <laughs> man, yeah, I fucking like
1: Viking a lot. It's really good. There's not a lot I can say. Oh, and man, we could keep talking about it. The fact that there's no
0: music and hardly any music in that game. And when that it is, blows my mind. And when it is, it's really appropriate. That blows my mind. That, that, it's that is that one quiet. Of, yeah, that is one of the aspects of the game that I had totally forgotten until you put it into start play. The lack of music, which is something that I frequently like, dislike, or you dislike. Let me, lack, re- let of me music? rephrase that. Yeah, let me rephrase that. Music is important to me. Yeah. So a lack of it is is typically telling. Yeah. But, uh yeah. I guess I didn't notice. Well, it's just amazing. I don't know. It's it's like...
1: uh They made a game about a Viking, and it's like, well... Let's pretend that this game is feasible in terms of something that could have happened. <laughs> like, let's just pretend. You know, so this guy, this Scarn Viking, he's going across the land, and he's murdering men, and he's freeing Vikings. It's like... You know, would he be accompanied by an epic score? Not really. He'd be accompanied by the sounds of nature, which are abundant in the game. For sure, yeah. Sounds of, like, trees and wind and and birds and water, stuff like that. And, you know, when I spend 30 minutes circling an encampment, silently killing men, and it's, <laughs> ra- and it's like, raining, Yeah. and, like, you hear the rain hitting things, and there's, like, distant rolls of thunder or whatever, and the, like the shortened sound of, like, his sword just, like, chopping a guy. He's just like, huh, Yeah. And like gives him, like, a quick stab. It's weird. It's almost like, the, it's almost like a Batman moment where you have that moment of, like, I'm fucking Batman. Right. When you play Viking and you're, like, doing the sneak around in stealth, like, you're like, I'm fucking Viking. And I'm... Oh, God, it's so good! Just play that game.
0: So we probably recommend the game, if you couldn't tell.
1: Yeah. If you like video games, play Viking. Specifically, if you enjoy games like Darksiders or Batman, or Zelda, or insert action game here, I would give it a go, for sure.
0: Or 40 hours of an hour Ironically
1: enough, playing that game for some reason makes you want to play Demon Souls.
0: Can't I feel, see the comparison, but I can understand. Because I feel
1: like the aesthetic of just that sort of dry, lonely, dark fantasy yeah. setting is kind of the same in Demon Souls. I can loot, that. Which with is loot? kind of like what I'm thinking about, so go. maybe that's why I want to do it. Uh... Interesting. So so that's Viking. What about you? Tim, all I played is Bullet Witch. Oh, that's right. Because you you didn't have Resident Evil 5 for the week. Thanks, egg trick. So you suffered through
0: that? I suffered through Bullet Witch, and that's it, man. I've been games-free, pretty much, for the entire week. It's been pretty relaxing. Yeah. Taking care of business. (laughs) I have too many games to play. Meanwhile, you're inundated with games.
1: Too many games
0: you're probably going to eventually burn yourself out and never play a game again. At which point, this podcast will become awkward.
1: Mm. <laughs> you know, what I thought about that. It's partially why I didn't open near.
0: You didn't open near. It's not even open. It's still no, see it. I could
1: take it back. I'm not going to. <sighs> I really want to play that game, man. But I really want to play that game, and I don't have to stop and play other games. I going to get all my ducks in a row. Tell you what, what you should do is do what I do and set up. I don't own a Wii, so summer's pretty empty for me. I won't be playing other M or Sin and Punishment or Galaxy. If I
0: you can If I had a Wii, I'd be in trouble. I don't know how you can justify not owning Sin and Punishment too or playing. It. I can't. Other than I just simply don't have. Hey man, a Wii, is, a Wii is 199 now, and it comes with all that shit that you otherwise couldn't get, and, and you could black. get, and you could get it in black. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I I am. Depressed that I own a Wii right now because the white one? there's no Shit. digital rights management system in Nintendo. Man, all those yeah. fucking virtual console games I bought—sorry, oh, tough titties—like I'm not going to be able to get them back on the black one, as far as I know. Oh, it doesn't work like that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it might, and I might be. An oh, idiot. that's infuriating. Who even knows? Obviously, doesn't honestly, it doesn't keep like a transaction way. record of. I don't think so. Oh, I think Nintendo pisser. From, I remember being really—I never even thought about that. Stunned at. How I remember being really stunned when I learned how sort of behind the times was Nintendo was with that system and that digital rights stuff. Like I remember that's a I
1: didn't even
0: thought about that. So you kind of need to own that system. I bought a <clears throat> significant portion or a significant amount of games on the Virtual Console or WiiWare already. So yeah, I got too much to play.
1: Oh, did, uh, Reach. Do we
0: want to talk about Reach? <laughs> oh, there's that game. <laughs> That's how remarkable it is. Exactly. <laughs> uh Viking overshadows it. I'll talk about Reach. Everything I seriously need to say about Reach. It's it's basically a better-looking Halo 3 with stuff. Different weapons and slightly better graphics. And that is absolutely it. There's nothing remarkable about it. There's honestly in my opinion nothing worth discussing. There's nothing that can be said about this game other than what I just said. I don't think. I don't think... I can't believe that there's going, there's going uh, to be... Unless you, know, you want
1: to go into the nuance of what's different, but
0: it's different. There's going to be six months of press, you know, leading up to this game. Who knows? Hopefully the single player is really interesting and really good, because otherwise it's going to be... To me, this game seems like another ODST already. Like, I just can't see the depth that's... Uh, or I can't see anything there deep enough to warrant $60. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't understand how you couldn't, with a sizable um, update that costs less, rework the Halo engine. Implement
1: this. some of these things. Uh, yeah. some of the things they've got in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I'm, that's
1: just me personally.
0: I think, I think I'm someone just... who really likes Halo Three, so I don't not like the series or anything.
1: Yeah. I think I'm just kind of done with uh, online games. Multiplayer? just
0: done with Halo, I think. Specifically Halo. Because I could play Battlefield if I wanted to. I kind of had the urge to buy it, actually. I I walked by and I wanted to buy it really bad. Which is bizarre for me, but... Yeah, just... Halo is the same fucking story told. Again. 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 Learn something from Nintendo. Make a Halo a generation. I don't know. I can't deal with this much. I just
1: don't feel like the stuff they've introduced, the armor abilities... I don't feel like they changed it enough for it to be, like you said, like a new release. Right. They're different, but I don't feel like having access to a jetpack or being able to sprint or being able to go invisible or or having that uh, armor lock and invincibility. They're all almost permutations of... Well, they are. They're just permutations of things that already exist in the game. Instead of collecting a... Uh, invisibility pickup—you just can pick that as yeah. your power, and instead of having—it's like they they added the abilities, but then they didn't. Then they changed the level design to reflect the addition of those abilities. So, like having a jump pack is essentially just having a jump pad wherever you want it. Right. So, it's like they had a level and they have all these jump pads, and it's like, well, now we have a jetpack, so they just took the jump pads out. Right. Right. And it's like, well, we have this level and we have an invisibility pickup. It's like, well, we have that in armor now. Okay, so we'll take that out. Right. It doesn't, it's like, if you could take these abilities and put them into Halo 3 levels, I think it would be different because then you'd be playing those levels in a different way than they were originally designed for. Mm -hmm. But now these levels are designed with these things in mind. So they don't, I don't think they affect the gameplay enough to be mm. interesting because the levels are already just sort of fit for you to do that. It's like, sure. oh, I jetpacked that. I jetpacked over this guy and I'd I used the needler to kill him. Okay, well, if you didn't have the jetpack, you would have just killed him on the ground. Right. Like, the way it doesn't change, really. I It's an interesting take on it. I. That's how I feel. I know a lot of people are like, this, that's bullshit. There's all these things and this, that, and the other, and that. Okay, fine. That's great. You enjoy it. I don't. I just <laughs> feel like it's, it's it's weird. It's like, <laughs> right. instead of, instead of, I don't know. They don't augment the game because the game is built for them to be there. Right.
0: Right. I understand what you're saying. It's I, just, I totally it's understand so the weird. perspective you're coming from. It's a real. It's a. I don't think a lot of people are going to understand what you're trying to say. It's
1: like, oh, you can sprint. Well, we made the levels twice as big now. Exactly. So that's a really getting from it. the getting from my base to the flag takes 20 seconds, but I run twice as far. All right. Whereas if I didn't, whereas in Halo Three it takes twenty seconds and you just run the speed you run, right? You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I've played, I played at least one. I didn't play Slayer Free for All because I don't like that. I like doing the team stuff. And I've played every game type, and some of them they're all fun. It's just Halo. Stockpile's cool. To me, it's still Halo.
0: To me, the main insult is that uh, if anyone understands anything about having like a fan base. Mm-hmm. They understand that one of the best ways to maintain that fan base is to really, really sparsely give them what they want, you know, like a drug dealer, basically, mm-hmm. right? And I've seen like bands, uh, video game publishers, television shows, whatever. Uh, usually, really, quote unquote, good things do this to gain popularity, mm-hmm. like. To me, Bungie is a company that applies this to the way they do things, and I think it's a legitimate way of going about managing the people who are fans of you, but unless the things that you dole out are revolutionary, you very slowly lose your fans. I know that's a really, I don't know, maybe that's a really difficult thing to try and put into words, but it just seems like for a while Bungie could coast on the fact that they were Bungie and it was Halo, and subtle changes to the Halo formula warranted a press release or an update or every video game site to fucking stop and say, oh my god, they're including sticky grenades in this game, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they're well past that point as a company. They've yep. lost so much credit as a company because of games like ODST, in my opinion, and uh, I think they're trying to do that again with this game, and it doesn't make sense. I, I don't think they're very self-aware of their position in the industry, or their position in the eyes of fans.
1: I just don't. I don't think that they're getting any new fans. Yeah. If you're, if you're a Halo fan, you're still a Halo fan. I think, it, like you're saying, if anything, they're losing fans. Yeah. Maybe. Reach will probably still sell like fucking crazy. Oh,
0: I'm sure it will. Yeah, but
1: I think uh, to get more to the more down to a nitty gritty point of it, I think I'm personally, and I would say maybe some other people, but I'm personally tired of the Halo style of multiplayer, where if you have, you know, you're fighting a guy, the the the, the length of the battle you have with that person is significantly longer than with a game like Battlefield. Or with uh, like Modern Warfare too. It's almost like a ra- I, I round the corner, and whoever's quicker on the draw in Modern Warfare is going to win. Uh-huh. Whereas in Halo, it's like it's a game of what weapon do I have? What weapon does he have? Did I throw a grenade first? Did he throw a grenade first? Who sh- did I position myself? So you're saying you don't like that as much? It's just it's more. I'm more just about like you know. I'd like, if I'm playing multiplayer, I want it to be
0: quick. Interesting. Very quick. I feel the exact I want, opposite. I want the
1: decision to be quick. If I lose, great. Just give me back in there quick. If I win, great. I'll move on to the next one and get another kill.
0: Whereas Halo, it's like, fuck, that took forever to get that one guy down. Interesting. I feel the exact opposite, but that doesn't mean that I like this game because right. the formula and the aesthetics and everything about Halo is wearing wearing me down.
1: Single player, I have no problem with things taking a long time. But multiplayer, if I'm going to wade into those waters yeah. of dealing with that Arena of people. I want my experiences in there to be short and quick, rather than long pitch things. I couldn't agree. Less. I don't know why. could not tell you why. That's really weird. That's weird. Yeah, is, I know it is kind of weird. I'm, as I'm saying, I'm like that is kind of weird. You think that I'd want something more that was like a real skill based? Yeah, as opposed to just like twitch based. Like, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired. Of,
0: maybe I'm just tired of Halo. As I stare at a Master Chief head on your shelf. 'Cause I can't do anything else with it. What am I gonna do kick with it? Take it into the street. <laughs> I can keep it away, I guess. Someone'll just think an Android exploded. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Some forty year old person having no concept of video games. This review. Are we gonna talk about both or just this one? Just this one.
1: Talk about a review uh, from Edge Magazine for Sin and Punishment, successor to The Sky. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. Sin and Punishment sequel on Wii. I thought it was something else. I was as I was reading it, I thought it was something, something else. that makes sense. That too. Uh, normally <laughs> we we wouldn't do this because uh, this is kind of a message boardy trolling thing to do, but. Um, this review is
0: so poorly written
1: it, it merits uh, being looked at and torn apart.
0: No, and I'm, I'm, the reason that we're doing this is because it's interesting that our discussion in the previous segment went in this direction because I was going to preface this by saying something similar, that the magazine industry <laughs> people who are reviewing games like this are not needed. You would think that as someone Edge magazine who wants to make their articles seem necessary. Sure. They would be a little... cautious about what sort of (laughs) shit they let out. Or they would peer edit.
1: Discerning about the content they produce. Run it
0: through an editor. I don't know. Run it through an editor once before you put it out. I don't know. Um, But apparently not.
1: So unfortunately, we can't cite this to uh, any particular person. Uh, So good on edge to sort of hide... Who does what there? So I guess
0: to deflect any sort of... People who work there must be killing themselves. Because everyone, you know everyone at the office knows this idiot does not know how to write. And they all get lumped in with this idiot who wrote this article.
1: Well, Edge has the reputation of being a magazine that, air quotes, tells it like it is. And that they use the full 10 point scale. Which to me is is a fool's errand. I like Edge. I like everything about it. I don't even care. This guy's just an idiot. I don't mind that they give games... You know, if they're like... This game's a 7. And you're like... No, that's good. That game really is a 7. But... I think... To the... To... The way things... To the way... Western... Probably more to the point... North American... Or American... Gamers are raised in school... You know... Really, it's 5 to 10. Because 50 is an F... 60 is a D... 70s a C, reviews, 80s a B, reviews don't matter at all. 90s an A. What? This is mind-boggling. But you know that
0: this. that's how people I, I are. I totally raised. understand what you're saying. Yeah. So
1: when they're like, we use the full 10 point scale. People can't wrap <laughs> their head around that of saying like, well, we gave it a six, but that means it's still good. It's just <sighs> not.
0: You know, people are like, no, that's a D. That's terrible. When I got a D in school, man, I failed the class. Or well, you know, the two re- the two video game the two reason video game quote unquote reviews should exist are one to tell the reader who's looking. To figure out whether or not this game is worth purchasing, so right. basically as a descriptive of the, the game's value, mm-hmm. or to to just talk intelligently about the game. Yeah. Period. I would, This, I this would, game does. Their
1: their their number one thing should just be to educate you on the game.
0: This uh this review does either does, This review confuses you as a that. human being.
1: Barely does anything.
0: It leaves your brain. <laughs> More We're gonna review, I'm going to read this was. twice in one day. God, it was hard enough to read it the first time. It paralyzes your brain. Well,
1: I was just—I was just trying to set up that the Edge's reputation is that they are quote hard on games. Like they gave Final Fantasy 13 a seven, uh, where it gets eight, nines, and tens everywhere else. Read this the, review. The, uh, <laughs> the the gaff rule of thumb is take whatever Edge gave it and add two points to gauge what everyone else will give. Talking about idiots. <laughs> so, review of uh, Sin and Punishment, successor to the Sky, written by Unknown. <clears throat> Here we are. So I'll just read it. I'm not going to give any commentary myself. I'll just read it oh, okay. straight. And whenever you want to okay. interject, be feel free. That's fine. Think dodging 100
0: bullets is tough? Try firing them. Okay. What is that even <laughs> saying? <laughs> uh, no commentary. Just when I stop talking. <laughs> I just keep reading. <laughs>
1: Quiz a Iwata Ask Session, the original N64 Sin and Punishment development team, returning largely intact for the sequel, revealed that the hardest hurdle was getting enemy attacks to hit the player in the first place. Both installments root you on a 2D plane surrounded by 3D pain, assaulting you from all angles in both the fore and background. That was clever. It's incredible any shot fired ever lands on the desired target. Oh, but they do. Oh, okay. At its most basic, Sin and Punishment is an on-rail shooter with echoes of Space Harrier. You fire into a 3D landscape.
0: Wow. That was a brilliant fucking sentence.
1: Yeah, it's also formatted improperly.
0: You define the game by: you fire into a 3D landscape. <laughs> Something that never happens in video games oh. other than games <laughs> like that the first Space time. Harrier or Star Fox. Missed that the first time. It's good that the reviewer or is Call being specific and telling me what the game actually plays like. Fre- Freed from the floor with a jetpack or hoverboard.
1: It was an on-foot affair on the N64. The echo is louder. What echo?
0: I don't understand that. Oh, what? it's
1: in that the other sentence Oh, there. unreal four, shooter. Four, with four, five, six sentences behind. With
0: echoes of Space Harrier. The so e- it took him a sentence to make a connection. Okay, okay.
1: So it was already like Space Harrier, but it, the echo of Space Harrier is louder because you're flying. Okay. When enemies are within arm's reach, you bat them away with a melee attack. Okay. Use the same swipe on certain projectiles, and they will be volleyed into the distance. Homing in on foes should you lock on beforehand with a tap of A. Okay, I barely understand <sighs> that. Wow. Multipliers rise with kills, decrease with a hit. Swiftly dispatching enemy formations or killing with ricocheting bullets, ricocheting shots, <clears throat> nets you medals. More points. Okay. The confidence with which we recount the rules vanishes <laughs> seconds into play.
0: Okay. The confidence with which we recount the rules vanishes seconds into play. Okay. <laughs> the confidence with which we recount the rules vanishes seconds into play
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. it's food for thought I don't even know what to say (laughs) it's impossible to comment on the fucking absurdity of this writing style because there is none. it is like reading something that has been put through Babelfish three, four, five times and trying to make sense of it you can't correct this person's writing by simply taking out one word and replacing it with a word that makes more sense by finding which words he clearly used the thesaurus for. Right. And replacing them with simpler words. Right. This is not writing. Mm-hmm. It is words <laughs> put into a lottery spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure,
1: treasure's Coup, C-O-U-P, just to be clear. Treasure's Coup lies in how landing shots and keeping your character alive are mutually exclusive. Treasure's Coup? Mm-hmm. They're Coup. Mm-hmm. One focuses the eye in the distance. The other demands dexterity pressed up
0: against the glass of the TV screen. (laughs) How do you press dexterity up against the glass of a television screen? This (laughs) latter skill is tested considerably more
1: on Wii. Flying devices permit screen-high threats where the old game relied on grounded hurdles. Okay, I don't even understand that. Say it again. This latter skill is tested considerably more on Wii. Flying devices permit screen-high threats, where the old game relied on grounded hurdles. Okay, I understand. Fair enough. Prioritizing between 20 on-screen enemies is a ferocious test of shooter metal, but the acrobatics closer to home give sin and punishment to its urgency, one rarely felt in this age of cover systems. Okay,
0: so the acrobatics closer to home. Closer to what home? I I couldn't tell you. What baseline is he trying to assume we're familiar with here?
1: I don't know what he's saying.
0: How is closer to home appropriate in that sentence in any way? It does not fit. Don't try and make sense of it. I, I just tried. You won't be able was... to continue. Um, then no, he also... no joke. I just... It's... Ugh, this is what happens. I can't talk. And then he also goes on to disc cover systems in modern games. Okay, yeah. So the... the uh...
1: So acrobatics closer to home. Give sin and punishment to its urgency. One rarely felt in this age of cover systems. Oh, okay. Spend too long stooping behind conveniently Marcus Phoenix sized walls, and you forget the glee of surviving out
0: in the open. Okay, now that sentence, spend too long stooping behind conveniently Marcus Phoenix sized walls, and you forget the glee of surviving out in the open. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's poorly written. Sure. Number two, it's inappropriate to the paragraph. Because he's obviously critiquing the rest of the industry. Right. And it's an aside. It just doesn't fit in the paragraph. Which is just
1: as awkward because he references a 360 exclusive and a game review for a Wii
0: game. And not only that, because of where it is in the paragraph, it sounds like he's still talking about sin and punishment sure. too. I was confused the first time. I asked you. I thought there was a cover system in the game. Exactly. No. And you're like, oh, there's no, there's no, cover there's system." He's talking about something entirely different. Right. He's
1: assuming that the people reading this apparently own at least one of the other two systems, which is, to be honest, probably a fair assumption. But that's not how you should write a review on a game. Like, you, you keep it within the system it's on, right? Right. Right. Like, right. why are you... Re- wh- Right there, he's for a number of reasons. He's compare, It's like it's like reviewing know, *Sin
0: and Punishment* to *Gears of War*. Right. He's, Let's see where this maze leads.
1: S- stop doing that. <clears throat> and in fact, just keeping on that for a second, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen anybody else do that. Just an aside. Like I've never seen a review on any to read reviews on, even ones I hate. Review games on a system to another to an, ex- uh, an exclusive. Oh game on another
0: system. Make totally unjustified comparisons. Sure. Unrelated comparisons.
1: Okay, so, just as Treasure finds an entire screen of agony for the new jetpack controls...
0: Cool, where they find them?
1: So the fluid remote pointer aiming
0: lets the game show off complex enemy formations. What?
1: I don't know, I just read a bunch of words.
0: Just as Treasure finds an entire screen of agony for the new jetpack controls... So the fluid remote pointer aiming lets the game show off complex enemy formations. I understand what he's trying to say. Yeah. What's he trying Probably to?
1: Probably only after you read it a few times,
0: oh, though. Oh, most definitely. I understand what he's trying to say. He's hmm. trying to say the remote and the method of control mm-hmm. allows for crazier shit to happen on the
1: screen, as opposed to the N64 game, which only had one joystick, and thus they had to keep the enemy formations simpler. ...to accommodate for the
0: lack of controls. Great. Understand. Okay. I totally understand that. Why I don't understand why he couldn't have said that. Sure. Or simplified the review in, in or just not any written, number of or, other matters.
1: Or just not written that. Swarms of tadpoles engulf a skyscraper. Uh, that's a sentence. sentence. A giant chicken squeezes a torrent of its young into your path. Sentence. <laughs> An armada of galactic stealth bombers blots out the sky. Sentence. Each individual art asset may be graphically rough, <laughs> cutscenes are
0: particularly gruesome. Did those things you just said, those three sentences about chickens, tadpoles, and armadas, did they have anything to do with this game? Because he has not failed sure. I'm not entirely sure. To connect those situations that he just described to the rest of this paragraph. Sure. Either before or after he talked about them. Just like you said, it's a, it's like a beat poet. Wrote this. Yeah, Jack Harawayx of <laughs> fucking video game reviewers we have here.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe we just haven't gotten to the point yet where this is. We, have, we figured this out. <clears throat> Each individual art, art asset may be graphically rough. Cutscenes are particularly gruesome. But the scale and unfaltering speed impresses. The cursor doesn't break a sweat as it flits over them. Interesting. Them being the individual art assets I referenced in the previous sentence. <laughs> mouths break into grins as the multiplier reaches double digits in record time. What mouths break into grins? What mine? Rec-
0: the players? I don't understand. How does the cursor sweat? Record- None of this makes any sense. <laughs> what record time? <laughs> what time is he comparing it against? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: such- such a- I don't know. Oh man. What fractured logic. Aiming fluidity. Yeah. Aiming (laughs) fluidity allows scenarios to constantly evolve. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Basically restating what he said before. (laughs) Wow. In an even more ridiculously complex and inappropriate way. So if
1: the aiming wasn't fluid, the scenarios couldn't evolve as constantly as they do? I, I don't know. I understand. I don't understand. Characters usually fire into the screen. I'm assuming he's talking about the player character now. Characters usually fire into the screen, but can pivot on their 2D plane to shoot to the side should it be required.
0: Levels. They fire into the screen or the distance? It sounds like he's telling me that the player is yeah, shooting me. To me, when you
1: say into the screen, I feel like it's coming at me, the player, sitting in my living room. That is exactly because what it means. Don't, no, you're not wrong, Sean. <laughs> that is
0: exactly what that means. Those what those words mean when said to a person I, who understands them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when said to somebody who understands English. You're not, you're not
0: incorrect in your assumption.
1: Please continue. <clears throat> Levels turn right angles to become side-scrolling gauntlets or top-down aerial bombardments. Couldn't you just say the perspective changes? No. Levels no. turn right angles? Well,
0: levels. the level turn doesn't right answer angles. the
1: turn right angle. The camera no, turns the right angle, no, right?
0: Levels turn right okay. angles. While well, the Please. camera stays fixed, apparently. What the fuck does that even mean? Levels turn right angles? That's one of the most abstract four words put together I've ever. My brain can't even visualize. <laughs> levels anything. turn right angles. Out of everything my brain knows about video games, out of. Pictures of maps and diagrams and power-ups and everything that I know about video <laughs> games. My brain cannot assemble a visual to accurately portray what he just said. Levels turn right angles. I feel like a parent reading this shit who just does, has never played a video game in their life. You know, this man is a fucking rain man and understands games like that Ulilia guy on YouTube who's fucking autistic. Yeah. Or he should be fired from his job.
1: bursts. Sin and Punishment 2 is multiple treasure shooters in one.
0: Okay, this is really interesting. So anymore. that statement
1: in and of itself is kind of awkward. In Burst, Sin and Punishment 2 is multiple treasures in one. So if in prolonged sessions, it stops being multiple treasure shooters right. in one? Right. Oh, okay.
0: If you keep playing it and get to see all the parts he's about to reference, it's less like them than it is when you play them and see them individually by themselves.
1: <laughs> in Burst, Sin and Punishment 2 is multiple treasure shooters in one. Carving a route through stone blocks recalls Bangayo. And running gunning through a cyborg factory could be
0: Gunstar Heroes.
1: Or, or Contra, or many... Or a thousand, or a
0: thousand other million games. <laughs> other video games. In other words, the examples that he chooses to define treasure games are some of the most... Like, rote and rehashed game again. <laughs> ra- carving a route through stone blocks
1: recalls Bangaya or Dig Dug or, or Mario. I, I, don't, I don't understand.
0: Is that what is that? Is this why I like treasure so much? Is
1: that what he is takes it takes away from treasure games?
0: Is it the cyborg factories? Yeah. And the, and the stone breaking that I yeah. like about treasure games?
1: Radiant Silver Gun's good because you fire into a 3D space. Oh. <laughs> right. Elsewhere, single button melee control is stretched into several sword fights. Oh, I'm, i got to read this right because I fucked this up
0: last time. Right. <coughs> you, have to know, you have to go into this sentence, especially if you're having reading it Having already aloud. read it. Having already read it to make sense of it. Elsewhere. This is his third time through, so.
1: Elsewhere. Single button melee control is stretched, a joust, and a bout of bare-knuckle boxing. Cool. Forever shape-shifting it, that being Sin and Punishment 2. I didn't write that. Or he <laughs> didn't write that. I put that in. Forever shape-shifting it gives a slim four-hour runtime a weightier impression. Forever shape shifting. The game itself is forever shape So, in- assumedly, anytime you play it, it could be. You
0: can't even expect it. The game, you'll never play the same thing twice in that game. Ever. This? Ever. Tim, the way this man describes this game sounds like nothing no man could ever describe. It makes me think of that guy who drew the cats. And he went slowly insane. (laughs) Right. Right. it's like, this is a cat. Maybe at one time this man's reviews of video games were totally sane. And he's (laughs) just got such tenure at his job that he's slowly losing his mind in the office and no one has the heart to fire him. (laughs) So his views on games become more and more schizophrenic. And in turn, his reviews make less and less sense.
1: Maybe that's why he got this game, because no one else could possibly do it
0: in Punishment 2's real value
1: <laughs> lies in the now online-enabled high-score tables and a brilliant risk-reward scoring system. Basic bullets are effective enough to get by with, but too flimsy to efficiently eke points from the enemy swarms. Keep... Keep... Or note that this is probably the point where someone else wrote this part of the the, the review. Oh, most definitely. It, this- wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if this paragraph did not exist in the original write up, and someone yeah. just came in and was like, "You know, at some point we got to talk about the game." Right. <laughs> 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 right. No, because this is this makes sense, and I understand this paragraph. <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with this next paragraph, and I think even the one after it's not too bad. <clears throat> Batting missiles solves the problem, but forces you to sur- forces you to survive until a projectile makes itself available. In some stages, projectiles are the risks themselves. Oh, this one's a little weird. Bubbles and aerial mines will wait patiently for you, letting you stockpile them at the expense of foreground maneuverability. I think that's just something that, since you aren't familiar with what the game has, you just, it doesn't make any sense. Sure. So why is it in the review? Right. Well, who knows? Right. A delightful addition rewards you points for standing on the ground whenever it is, it is available. For every self-imposed limitation, the score spirals. You set your own challenge. Straightforward. It's easy to understand.
0: Oh, here's the great paragraph. Oh, yeah, Yeah. this one's terrible.
1: Bosses, always deserving of their own paragraph where treasure is involved. Where treasure is involved. Take the design to its logical conclusion, which I couldn't tell you what it is. Killing the screen-dominating brutes... (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it doesn't even... Killing the screen-dominating brutes is as, quote, simple as whittling down a central core. So you shoot so, them to win. But what's interesting is he spent the entire review making the game sound as complicated as possible. There's a balance between do I shoot, do I not, am I going right. to survive, do I... You know, there's this balance going on of am I aggressive, am I defensive, Do what do I do? Do I bat the projectiles, do I shoot the projectiles, you know, all these things i got to manage... And the bosses take that to its logical conclusion of being as simple as whittling down a central core.
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Well, oh, this inability... to so at it till it dies. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This inability to understand what he himself thinks <laughs> is most apparent in the first and last artic- or sentence of the article. Right. Which we will soon compare to you. <clears throat> so, for you.
1: whittling down a central core...
0: Lock on with A,
1: hold down B, and dodge every laser its tentacles slash dolphins slash parrots fire at you. Haha, parrots. While fighting tentacles slash dolphins slash parrots won't down fiends any faster, extra points await the brave souls who do. Annoyingly, later bosses unbalance things.
0: Annoyingly, this article exists. Is unbalanced?
1: Unbalanced, okay. I always think of imbalance. Annoyingly, later bosses unbalance things with overly punishing attack waves. Millimeter wide laser flex are a bullet hell tactic and appear rather cheap in the context of innovations elsewhere. I'm assuming he's still talking about sin and punishment
0: here. <laughs> I don't know, because to be fair, he's yet to really describe any innovations. In fact, he's compared the game to space, a mix or space a space harrier, a space harrier, number one, or a motley of games before it. Sure. But he speaks here of these innovations, which he's yet to describe. Mm hmm. Well oh, I'm just confused because millimeter wide
1: laser flex are a bullet hell tactic and appear rather cheap in the context of innovations elsewhere. Could be applied to a myriad of games.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: You know? No, right. I understand that is English. Yeah, that is true. Those things are a bullet hell tactic. And I guess they could appear rather cheap in a game where you weren't expecting such a thing. But I don't have I have not made that logical jump in the I have, article. I'm
0: not trying to be funny here. Maybe he's talking about innovations elsewhere in the industry.
1: Oh man, he could be. You know? Oh man. Hey,
0: this is well, like he a did cool it, he album. Did, I he have did, to like read the article thirty times did, to understand what he's saying. He trying did he did
1: he, did he did reference uh cover mechanics not within the game.
0: Wow. He Listeners, is su- you are he, he, you are a part of this journey. He is suddenly discovery. leaping
1: out of the solar system that is sin and punishment into the universe. That is game video games.
0: Okay, without any real warning, boy, I don't even know if this entire critique is necessary anymore. Maybe I just don't understand it.
1: How bizarre will it be if like someone hears this and they're like, "What are you talking? This article's so easy to understand right. and I got everything <laughs> right." Well, comment <clears throat> section. <clears throat> Level length is also misjudged. Okay, <laughs> considered by who? Him. The it's, game? Well, what's also misjudged. The what? I haven't seen misjudged yet. It's also misjudged. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering the score attack nature of play. All right. Expecting players to survive a 20-minute onslaught to post a number is a little much.
0: Actually, considering the score attack nature of play, that seems pretty logical. Because sure. the game really doesn't offer much else.
1: No. Sure. I mean, score attack to me sounds like you play until you... Can't play anymore. There you go. Which could be 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Unlimited continues, which reset the score each time. I rewrote that. <laughs> unlimited continues and regular checkpoints will see any capable gamer through, at least on easy. But they also highlight how easily levels could have been divided into manageable chapters. Okay. So, oh. dying a lot means the levels should have been shorter.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I don't think
1: Bayonetta would be any easier if the levels were even shorter. And
0: here in this paragraph, we understand the problem with the person... Well, aside from his inability to grasp the English language. We understand the problem with having this person...
1: Review this game.
0: Review this particular genre. (coughs) Alright, so let me back up
1: here. Unlimited continues and regular checkpoints will see any capable gamer through, at least on easy, but they also highlight how easily levels could have been divided into manageable chapters. If only to rehearse for level-long runs, it would be interesting to have a segmenting system, akin to Guitar Hero's practice mode, albeit with Freebird solo,
0: exchanged for the fire-belching terrapin bit. Okay, now, hold on a second. This makes such little sense to me. Because, number one, if he's relating what he's talking about, to a game <clears throat> so that people will understand it better. Sure. This system of dividing the chapters up into smaller bits that are more manageable. Mm-hmm. He could so easily here reference Ikaruga and its GameCube version.
1: One another, another treasure game. Right. Yeah.
0: Which would make more sense in critique of the game because he's saying, hey, Treasure's already done this once. Maybe they could have done it again.
1: In the same genre.
0: In the same genre.
1: So at least you'd look like you were educated about the genre of the game with which you're reviewing. Exactly. Of which you're reviewing.
0: But he suggests and compares it to... Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero's practice mode. Then he goes and says, albeit with Freebird's solo exchanged for the Firebelching Terrapin bit.
1: Which is totally unnecessary.
0: None of that makes As any if sense. if you didn't
1: already grasp what he meant by saying Guitar Hero's practice mode he attempts to illustrate it concretely for you, right?
0: Inappropriate. Not not only is the is the illustration inappropriate, it's grammatically doesn't make any sense because oh, no. he's suggesting replacing what's instant and punishment with a freebird solo from another video game. Right. I, I understand what he's saying,
1: but it's like if you if you don't if you don't grasp what he if you've played Guitar Hero <coughs> Hero and you don't grasp what someone says when they say oh I wish that game had a practice mode like Guitar Hero where you could break up the song going a step further and saying you know like where you have the solo but you replace it with the boss fight part you're not gonna get the description if you don't if you don't get the big you're not gonna get the small
0: no like and he, <laughs> it's he the goes, wrong order of events right <laughs> and he goes into uh, blah, blah, saying the song name or the band name what Right, specifically Freebird. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to besides yourself? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a diary
1: entry. As it is, it's like stream of consciousness. As it is, <clears throat> chasing top scores can feel like one part skill and two parts patience.
0: And this is the most telling sentence of this paragraph.
1: I think this sentence is really indicative of the, ga- the state of the gaming industry in 2010.
0: He's saying you have to be good with skill and patience and patience, no so quite you have to be willing to learn something to get good at something,
1: no, quite honestly, I feel yeah quite honestly, I feel like this sentence is indicative of the of the state of one the industry and two of the people who participate in the industry, be they developers, commenters like this moron or people who play games it's that for some reason anytime you have to play a game a second longer than a... Absolutely required. Right. It suddenly becomes a hassle, difficult, or a hassle, or or it's, it's, or it's a grind, or it's poor design.
0: Yeah, it's not that as a um, learning experience. You sons of bitches! It's not a learning, it's experience learning experience of
1: being patient and understanding the ins and outs of a mechanic system, of learning a, a, a skill of some kind and applying that skill towards solving a problem. <clears throat> if the game doesn't hand it to you, it's a bad game, apparently.
0: I mean, quite literally, what he's asking for in this paragraph is the game to play itself so that he can mimic how to play the game. Sure. I mean, I mean, really, that's what he's well, asking for. What it, Or what to break is, the game down into parts so simple that all he has to do is reconstruct his ability what to What it is to me parts. is that they
1: couldn't have possibly picked a, a less confident person to review the game than this person, whoever this person may be. Because one, like we just said, they can't apparently they can't stand a challenge. Two, they're not a patient person. Three, they don't understand what it means to spend a long time chasing a high score. It's it's like, have you ever played a shmup? Right. Ever. I understand that and I don't even do it. Right. I recognize that it requires skill and patience to get a top score to shmup. I just choose not to do it. I still enjoy them. Right. But I would never say these games are fucking terrible because it takes too long to get good at them. Right. It's just, oh god, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling that there are people out there of that opinion or of that mindset who are allowed to give their opinion on things that they shouldn't open their mouth about, period. What's
0: most mind-boggling is assumedly this person got this review because he's the most familiar person there with the genre. Probably gets paid series. for it, too. And he gets paid for it, <laughs> So the last paragraph. An appropriate
1: sentence to have after we just did all that. But these are the moans of hardened Sin and Punishment fans. Bowled over to be playing a sequel in the first place. Okay. So the subtext to me of that sentence... I didn't say I was going to give commentary, but I don't really like that sentence a lot. Me neither, but I
0: can't quite figure out why. It's basically saying...
1: Well, all of these things I just listed are... Only complaints hardened fans of the of the of the series would have. Only people who are, are engrossed with Sin and Punishment One would pick these things out as flaws. But you know what? They should be quiet and be happy that they're even getting a sequel. Right. So your complaints can go fuck off. You know, it that's what it says to me. It's like right. you don't have room to complain about these things because you're getting a sequel to begin with. Right. So just take this and be happy with it.
0: See, that sentence bothers me because in it I think he's suggesting because he is a person who has figured out these flaws. Oh, sure. That he is a hardened sin and punishment punishment player. Mm -hmm. That to me is is the greater insult of the sentence because he quite obviously does not understand anything about anything in the world.
1: So here's how we come to to the end on this one. Full of treasure's off-kilter charm and tight controls, you forget the difficulty faced in just getting the bullets to hit you and sink happily into the ease of unleashing yours. And Wait a this game second. gets an 8 out of 10.
0: Wait a second. Wait a second. <clears throat> Wait a second. Full of treasures off kilter charm and entangled holes. I forget it. Okay. And sink happily into the ease of unleashing yours. Your bullets. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to the first sentence of the article again. And remind me what he says. <clears throat> first Well, first two.
1: Because it's a question and a, and a
0: statement. Think dodging 100 bullets is tough? Try firing them. Okay, so the first sentence of the review suggests to you that firing bullets is difficult. Sure. What, I'm not quite sure what it means. Maybe after that. I read this article, I'll understand it. Oh, yeah.
1: So you take in the article.
0: <laughs> okay, the article progresses and I <clears throat> understand nothing about Whoops. that. And then I get to the end... And he expresses just how easy and happy, and carefree seemingly it is, to unleash your own bullets. Those two statements sandwich together this shit.
1: Wait, you forget the difficulty faced in just getting the bullets to hit you. Why would you want to do that?
0: Like, it, it implies that up front... It's difficult to get shot in the game. Does anyone who's listening to this understand how rare it is to find something so poorly written and genuine that you can literally find this many problems with them? This is like the fucking gift that keeps on giving, man. To someone who is like cynical, man, you could give a cynical person this article and lock them away in a room for a year and they would come out fucking screaming. I'm still excited about problems that they found in the article just that day. It's like a fucking grenade of problems. (laughs) Now, after this whole article is said and done, I was pretty furious with reading it. And I I scrolled down to see what the comments would say. And I I was kind of hoping that maybe the Edge's audience, (coughs) whoever's on their website, Mm -hmm. whoever fucking 14-year-old idiot, is reading this article Mm. and thinking, this is how I should be talking now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, roundaboutly, this person's educating our fucking youth. That's a side, side subject. Right. I wanted to see someone comment and say, you know, that article one wasn't very good. What is this mess? Sure, <laughs> let's let's be frank. What the fuck is this that I just read? That's what I was kind of expecting. So the first fucking comment I see is from Dubs TF. Mm. Dubs says, "This is a great review. Mm. Great. I will never visit this website again." Now that I know the audience is fucking inept. Yeah. Just as inept as the staff. Yeah. I have no reason to ever visit the site again. Thank you very much. Man.
1: I... I don't know. I I can't possibly talk about anything else.
0: (laughs) Tim, that's it. That's fucking terrible. I'm going to send... A link to our podcast to every person I know in the, not every person I know, but every fucking journalist in the industry. And be like, hey, I don't even have a fucking job. This is what I think of your fucking job. Skip to this second in the podcast yeah. and tell me what you think. So hopefully they're like, oh, this idiot thinks he knows what he's talking about. And it gets his press. Someone's going to post and then it somewhere. it be just the biggest backlash ever. Great, man. I'd love to see someone fucking defend this. <laughs> This is the one thing we can't lose out, man. How the fuck can we lose against this? This is like, say, rape's bad. Yeah. And like someone comes out like rape is good. That man (laughs) is like a fucking pariah instantly. (laughs) Oh man. So when you when you edit it together and shit, make sure you send send me the uh, or tell me where you're gonna put it. So I I'm really gonna send it to like every journalist. Go ahead, I don't care. You think that's a good idea?
1: <laughs> Doesn't matter. I just named like four people
0: to <laughs> <laughs> in this podcast, like Arthur <laughs> Gies, Ryan Davis. Hey, man, whatever. I don't
1: care. They get paid.
0: I don't get paid.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I really don't. Get, I'm trying to. I'm my my brain is like fixating on certain things in the in the article, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> treasure finds a screen of agony.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Treasure's coup lies in their ability. Uh, (laughs) Pressure
0: dexterity against the screen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Aiming fluidity.
0: (laughs) It's like a linguistic landmine. 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 A linguistic linguistic landmine, landmine. 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 Landmine.
2: To find out more about Podcast1980X, please direct your web browser to www.podcast1980x.com. Thanks for listening.